J.D. and Rajai Davis and the competition for the last three hitting spots. There's safety in doing things the way every other team does things. Sometimes this is smart percentage baseball at work, and other times it's done for no other reason than to avoid second-guessing. How many times did we hear, quote, Terry Collins made all of the right moves, his players just didn't execute, end quote. Pay no attention to the alleged right move was bringing Robert Carson or someone similar into the game. Back in the early 70s, most teams carried either 9 or 10 pitchers at a time. These days, the number is 12 or 13. Are those the ideal numbers? For some teams, sure. But it's highly unlikely that's the optimum number for all 30 teams, though. Be that as it may, the default assumption is that a team is going to carry 13 hitters and 12 pitchers, with the hitters nearly always breaking down into the following groups, two, hit two catchers, six infielders, and five outfielders. Right now, the Mets seem to have a glut of infielders while still having nobody you'd really want to see at shortstop if Ahmad Rosario came up with a sprained ankle and needed four or five days off to recover. A reasonable question to ask right now is if Brody Van Wagenen will construct his roster in the typical way, or will he be willing to rock the boat and do something out of the norm? Here are the ten definites. Catchers, Wilson Ramos, Travis Darno. Infield, Robinson Cano, Jed Lowry, Todd Frazier, Rosario. Outfield, Michael Conforto, Brandon Nimmo, Keon Broxton, Juan Lagares. And here are the contenders for the final three spots. Peter Alonso, Gavin Cicchini, J.D. Davis, Rajai Davis, Luis Guillorme, Jeff McNeil, Tomas Nito, T.J. Rivera, Dominic Smith. Because of the time they missed last season, it seems unlikely that Cicchini and Rivera are serious options to make the opening day roster, given the options available. The prudent thing would be let them get at-bats at AAA and let them work back into game-ready condition for the majors. So let's look at the rest of them individually. Alonzo would not be in the discussion for an opening day assignment with any other team. Instead, they will hold him in the minors for two or three weeks to get the extra year of control. But at the very least, the Mets have talked about not doing that with Alonzo. But it's one thing to give lip service to the idea, and another to actually do it. J.D. Davis seems like a reasonable backup corner infield option. Plus, he carries the reputation of being a guy to hit left-hand pitchers, which is not really a strength of the current team. Unfortunately, there's the issue where he's hit very well in the Pacific Coast League, but not so well in the majors. Could be that's nothing more than a small sample size issue, or it could be that he's merely a quad-A hitter. Rajai Davis seems like he had a good chance to make the team when he signed a minor league deal back in December, but his chances took a major hit when the club traded for Broxton. Still, he's capable of playing all three outfield slots, and lifetime his OPS is 100 points higher against left-hand pitching, two things that still work in his favor. Guillaume had the misfortune of being cast as, as a defensive star, and then having to play a lot in the majors at third base, a position he had all of 17 innings of experience. It didn't go well. But if the club decides to carry a competent backup shortstop, Guillaume is clearly the guy right now. Last year, Mickey Calloway opted to give Rosario multiple days off in a row. Will he do that again in 2019? Guillaume's case likely depends on that being answered yes. McNeil is the guy on the contenders list most likely to make the roster. Still, it's hard to see where exactly he fits. Do they carry him as the traditional backup middle infielder? 
Is he part of a platoon at one of the infield corners with Frazier? Is he considered an outfielder now? Or does the club decide it wants him to get regular playing time in the minors? He does have options remaining. Meanwhile, Nito has the least chance of any of the contenders to make the roster out of spring training. His hope, however slight, is that Noah Syndergaard and Ramos don't click in spring training. Nito had great results last year working with Syndergaard. It would be a bold move to break camp with three catchers. We know Sandy Alderson wouldn't have done it. Is it possibly the bold move that Van Wagenen would consider? Which brings us to Smith. It seems the last thing the club needs is a lefty hitting first baseman with unknown power, or a defensively challenged corner outfielder. On the flip side, is there any advantage of having Smith spend the third summer in AAA? He feels like the guy who can win a spot on the roster with a strong Grapefruit League season. If Frazier is the first baseman, do you really need J.D. Davis on the roster? Assuming no further moves, perhaps not the most likely scenario. My expectation is that the Mets would come north with both Davises and McNeil. The lineup becomes a question mark, with the only knowns in the infield is that Cano, Lowry, and Rosario play somewhere every day. Maybe it's those three with some kind of Frazier-McNeil timeshare. Or maybe J.D. Davis gets in the lineup against Southpaws. In the outfield, it's Conforto and Nimmo in the corners, with Broxton and Ligaris fighting it out for center field. If it were up to me, my decision would be to use spring training to give McNeil a crash course in the outfield to see if he could be the starting left fielder. His bat seems real to me, one that they should strive to get in the lineup as often as possible. And with a Lowry signing, that position is clearly in the outfield. It's a gamble on multiple fronts, but the upside is what makes the gamble worthwhile to me. And if by mid-May McNeil's turned back into a pumpkin, or proven completely inept in the outfield, it's easy enough to make a change with all of the depth that Van Wagenen has assembled. Gambling on McNeil in this role makes it more difficult to gamble on Alonzo as a starter in April, or to gamble on carrying three catchers. It also makes defensive stability elsewhere more important. So my other two backups would be Guillaume and Smith, as Smith has the most experience at first base, and at least arrived with a good defensive reputation. One lineup could be center field Nimmo, third base Lowry, right field Conforto, catcher Ramos, second baseman Cano, first baseman Frazier, left field McNeil, shortstop Rosario. Ideally, Ramos isn't your cleanup hitter. It would be nice if Ioannis Cespedes could come back at some point this year to fill that role. Or maybe Alonso comes in at first base at some point and proves capable of delivering the long ball on a regular basis and can slot there. Plus, McNeil seems like a guy you'd like to hit earlier in the lineup if his 2018 production in both the minors and majors is real. And if Rosario is hitting the last two months of the season is what he's ready to deliver, he probably shouldn't bat eighth. Additionally, should Frazier be hitting that high in the order? His willingness to take a walk might make him the ideal eighth hitter. The one clear takeaway is that there are a lot of options available to the club right now. Those options include who makes the 25-man roster, who starts where, and what the lineup configuration is. Competition is good. Now it's up to Callaway and Van Wagenen to make decisions based on what will allow the team to win the most games, not feed conventional baseball wisdom or the egos of guys who may not be the player they were three years ago. If you'd like to comment on this, please go to Mets360 and look for the story entitled 
JD and Rajai Davis and the competition for the last three hitting spots.